Adjunct Students of the BM Podcast. The podcast where we will embark on a journey to be one with Christ in our everyday lives as human beings. I am your host, Samantha P. Laguerre, and welcome back to another episode. The wheels on the bus go round and round. The love of Jesus all around. Search party over souls been found. Paid my ransom, no more bound. Kingdom citizens, welcome back to another episode. I hope you are all well. Hope you guys had a great week. Hope you guys enjoyed the last episode. I actually wanted to do a little recap about that episode because I listened to it. There was one thing that I can recall that I mentioned, which was that at some point you almost feel pity for others and after listening to it, I was like pity wasn't the right word. It's more so that you start to have compassion towards the people and so i'm trying to remember the context but basically once you start growing in your knowledge of god right and you start walking truly by the spirit and your eyes are open to certain things you're more conscious you're more aware of what's happening around you and you're more aware of demonic influences and things like that people who may try to offend you people who may try to do you wrong or people who may just really be blind you just have so much compassion for them because it's like man they just genuinely don't know like they they're genuinely blind they're they're not awake you know so it's more so compassion not pity i feel like pity is like kind of negative a little bit and so the right word is really compassion and i i do believe that's what we as kingdom citizens should have with other people like we should have compassion for them we're the ones who are light. We're the ones who have light, right? And so with that being said, that means you have an answer. You have the solution to their problems. You have a solution to for them. And so bringing forth that light to them and being that light for them, you have to do it in a loving manner. And so sometimes with pity, that using that term, and maybe it's not like as bad as I'm taking it or thinking it is, but with being like, pitying someone it's almost like uh like here you don't really have to be compassionate or loving when you pity someone it's just it seems like you're just higher than them and I and that's just not the vibe that's just not the energy that I want to share and I want you guys to to go off of and I'm sure you guys didn't take it that way y'all are kingdom citizens y'all are here but I just want to make sure I clarify that and if you're listening this is your first time well hello if you're this is your first time you're like Samantha what is going on I don't even know what you're talking about please do me a favor and listen to the last episode which was be do have for context so that you understand and probably me mentioning it you're probably going to hear it now and it's going to sound away when it probably never did but I wanted to share that in general, outside of that episode, generally speaking, I do want us to have compassion for people and be compassionate, right? And not see ourselves higher than somebody else. I think you should think high of yourself for sure, but not thinking higher of yourself in regards to somebody else, right? And so sometimes I think that the word pity or pitying people could put you on that like pedestal and that's just not what I'm about so I just did I just didn't want to like lead people astray in that regard and so yeah so today I finally get to talk about what I meant to talk about last week but again everything happens for a reason and that is great so today on today's episode I want to talk about examine yourself 
we're talking about examining yourself. Oh, also, before I begin, I also wanted to mention on the last episode, I said that if I know someone who knows better but fails to do better, then I have the right to judge them, right? And I want to clarify that. When I say judge, I don't mean like condemning the person. Like I'm not going to know you know better and we've had conversations and you don't do better and I'm like, oh yeah, you're just, you're, you're condemned. Like I'm not out here condemning people and that's not, again, what I'm trying to, to get at. But more so judge the situation and judge the influence, right? So here's the thing. And here's what I've realized, right? And I, and I can speak personally for myself. When you know better and you're having issues doing better, that is something truly to, for one, go to God about. Don't be ashamed about it. If you know you know better, but you're just having troubles doing better, you need to really pray about that because it could be that you're being highly influenced. There's something that is being stronger than you that is hindering you from exercising your will in a way because who wants to know better and not do better like if they know it's supposed to help their life like who genuinely is gonna say like yeah I don't I don't want to do better like even if you say it there's something else that's influencing you to, to say these things and so I say that when I know that somebody knows better but yet they're failing to do better I'm going to judge the situation. I'm going to pray about it because there could really be some demonic force, some demonic principality, some demonic ruler or anything of that sort that is really governing that person's life, that is really influencing that person's life. And that, that I can judge that. You understand? I'm reminded of Peter and Jesus when Jesus was saying how he was going to die and but rose again in a, on the third day and Peter was like oh no Jesus you that can't happen and Jesus literally said get thee behind me Satan what did he do he wasn't judging Peter he was judging the spirit he was judging who was influencing Peter to say such a thing and he called that thing out and so when I say I have a right to judge as a child of God, as a kingdom citizen. Anything that is contrary to God, anything that I can see and I can witness and I can discern that there's something more than this this person that's in front of me. You understand? And I have the right to judge that, that spirit, that demon, whatever the case may be. And so that's what I meant by the right to judge. I just wanted to clarify that because I don't want anybody to be mistaken and think that I mean to condemn people and I don't want you to be mistaken into thinking that that means you can condemn people you know and obviously be led by the spirit of God and ask him what does that mean for you and when you are around people or you know somebody close to you who you know they know better but for some reason they're failing to do better have that conversation or pray for that person because now you've realized there's something greater happening there's something spiritually happening you understand and so that's what I mean by the right to judge. I hope that makes sense. All right. Now, I want to talk about examine yourself. And sometimes I know that, yes, when it comes to examining yourself, sometimes we need the opinions of others and we may ask somebody like, hey, what do you think about me? Or, hey, what do you know about me? Or, 
or whatever that case may be, but I think that'll be definitely useful. But when I say examine yourself, there are things that even though I may be with a person and I can give them an answer to that question, but I can only answer them according to what I have seen or witnessed myself. But here's the thing, I cannot, I don't know your thoughts. I don't know what you think. I don't know what you say outside of my presence. And so truly the right person to examine you is you, right? And I think that what we must do is be honest with ourselves. If we can't be honest with anybody else, we must be honest with ourselves. And honestly, I'm getting to a point where I'm like, God, help me to be honest with first myself for sure, but with people. And I think that maybe the issue that we have with being honest with other people is because we're not honest with ourselves first. And so if we can be honest with ourselves, then possibly it'll be easier to be honest with other people. Because I don't know about you, but I'm at a place in my life where I just want to be truthful. Like, I just want to tell the truth. I don't want to lie. I just don't. I don't, I don't want to do the, the white little lies or the, the lies to not hurt people's feelings. Or like, I just don't want to be that. I just don't. I just don't find it useful all the time. And there's a way to be, you know, honest, but in a kind and loving way. And that's where I'm aiming to get at. Because honestly, Jesus always told the truth. He was a truthful person. It hurt sometimes, right? You know, the the religious leaders and the teachers, when they would ask a question and he would answer it, they were shocked by it. They felt a little offended by what he had to say, but he was being honest. And I don't know when we deviated from that. It's like, well, you know, no, because that might hurt their feelings or no, you know, this, this, this. And Man, if we don't have people in our lives that are going to be honest with us, what is the point of you being there? And I just don't want to be that person. Like, I don't want to be a person that holds up space in people's lives, but they can't count on me to be honest. They can't count on me to be truthful, right? And so it's their prerogative, you know? So it's just like, if you ask for my honest opinion or you ask me a question, then I have the right to be truthful And I won't say the right, but I make it my own right because I set the standards for my life. And if I am saying that the God lives in me, if I'm not being truthful, that means I'm literally denying God. And so I get to be truthful. And this is something that I value these days. I value truthfulness. I value honesty. And so anything that would make me deviate from that or make me violate my values, I'm going to take issue with it. And so I just hope that kind of had you thinking as well. I truly don't understand it. I I find it to be very fake. And even though we may think that we want people to tell us what we want to hear, it's not helping us. We need people who are going to be honest. And you take from whatever they said and you you examine what they say, right? Because Some people might be saying they're being honest and truthful, but you got to understand that even some people, the place that they're coming from might not be actual love. It may be coming from a place of enviness or or something like that. And so you test that 
right? Like, not in their face. Maybe, maybe not. Y'all would have to gauge. But, yeah. But anyways, I'm, I'm just encouraging y'all to be that person. Be truthful, okay? Be honest. It's definitely important. So where I was going with this is examining yourself. And I was saying that you need to be honest about who you are, like, what you think, what you know, what you believe, the habits that you have, your tendencies. Like, you have to be aware of it. Be aware of your addictions. Like, call it for what it is. Examine yourself. The reason why this is important is because how you are, who you are, what you do, what you have, going back to the be, do, have last episode, it teaches people. And you don't realize that how you live your life can help or harm someone else. I know that we think that as Christians, right, we could just quote scriptures and that'll help somebody. Like, I'm gonna just quote the scripture for them, right? And we think that we can live our lives any type of way. But as long as I know some scriptures, as long as I can quote some scriptures, I can help people. I can even help myself whenever I'm in need or I'm stressed out. But true help comes from, and I don't want to say true help. It might be an overstatement, but I genuinely believe that you do more and help more when you can be a model of that thing. Like, this is who you are. Like, you are the help. You're not just pointing to other people. And obviously, that can help as well. But you're literally the help. Like, you're literally the light, right? I'm in a dark place, and you show up as the light. So this is why we have to examine ourselves. And let me give you the scripture that helps with this. So Paul, he writes a letter to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4. And I'm going to read verse 16. And this is from the Amplified Version. This is what it states. Pay close attention to yourself. Concentrate on your personal development and to your teaching. Persevere in these things. Hold to them. For as you do this, you will ensure salvation both for yourself and for those who hear you. Okay? So it says to pay close attention to yourself. You have to be aware about what you do, how you're coming across, what you practice, right? How do you respond to certain conversations? Are you reacting or are you observing and responding, right? Are you being wise? Are you using your time wisely? And here's why it is so important, because Paul, he sums it up very well. He says literally, like, examine yourself, basically, pay attention to yourself, and, you know, basically commit yourself to personal development, those areas in which you're maybe you're, you're quick to react, right? And you're not quick to observe and listen and then respond. You're just re- reacting all the time. You need to be aware of that, and you need to sit with that and say, God, I find that I'm always reactive, but I'm not really listening to respond, right? So with reacting, that's not wise because it means that you're 
Like you're reacting, you're giving something before you can think about it. And sometimes that is not always the wisest thing to do because anything can come out of your mouth, right? Like something is a heated situation. And so now you're reacting and now you, you want to cuss somebody out and now you want to, you know, I don't know, throw the bird side or whatever instead of like, wait, okay, like maybe I don't need to do all of that. You know what I mean? And so it says that be careful to do these things because it can literally be the salvation for somebody else and yourself. Salvation meaning that this could be the help. This could be what delivers someone. Now, if we are truly about saving souls and winning souls for the kingdom of God as we proclaim to be, then that means that you are so committed to personally growing yourself. You are so committed to being able to properly communicate with people. You are so committed to having helpful and beneficial habits, habits that benefit you and other people in your life, right? So it's not a matter of, and I don't want y'all to get it twisted where it's like, okay, when I'm with people, I act this way and it feels like I'm putting on a mask to help people and save people and deliver people from their sins or from their bad habits. No, like, you have to be sure that this is something that you're doing, not just in public, but in private. Because what's done in private, let me tell you, it's going to come to light. So if you are, you know, out here in public and you're putting on a front for people because in hopes that you can save them, but behind closed doors, you're, you're acting and living a different way, it screams like it's very evident in public like you think you're doing something but you're really not like you might have fooled them for a little bit but eventually it's going to come out like your true colors are going to come out and I don't want that to be your case I don't want that to be any of our cases right and so it's so important to make sure that you're filling yourself up make sure that you're examining yourself and I don't want to scare anybody to where it's like oh dang like let me get all my stuff together before I can be around people because I don't want to lead them astray because I fell into that a little bit a while back. But again, going back to the last episode about walking into deep waters, right? The deep calls out to deep. Knowing that even when you fall, even when you get it wrong, that Jesus's grace, like it abounds even the more, right? His grace is sufficient. Being that's the case, there's grace. But also it doesn't alleviate or negate the responsibility that you have for examining yourself, growing in personal development, growing in spiritual maturity to not only help yourself, but to help other people. I would say that I didn't realize it then and it took people that were close to me and that really witnessed my life that other people did not witness, right? Like people see me, you know, in the public or what they see from social media, but those who actually lived with me, those who actually stayed with me, those who are in close proximity to me, I've heard um, when they speak about me and their testimonies and how they were able to witness my life. And obviously, like, I'm not perfect and we all know that, but even as I was growing, people were able to get something from me, from how I lived my life. And they were able to see Jesus, see the light. And 
it helped them, right? They were able to take certain things that they saw me do or how I was able to be still in my life, even when they, to them, it looked like what was going on was chaotic. Like, why is this girl not, you know, pulling her hair out? And yet I was still, and I didn't, I wasn't putting on a front. Like, these are my close friends. Like, these are family. Like, you know, I'm not putting on a front for nobody. It's just how I was living. And it wasn't until they would make these comments and they would testify that I was like, really? Like, I'm just being me. Like, I'm just being regular. I'm just being Samantha. And I didn't realize that it was, I was being Jesus, really. Like, I really was putting on his mind. I really had his mind. And obviously, you grow more. You grow more. You learn more. I always have that in the back of my mind because I am honored and I give God all the glory. But it just goes to show that your life, how you live your life, speaks so much more volume than what comes out of your mouth, right? And when you live, when you're living and you're doing the work and you're you're taking your responsibility and you know having this responsibility with pride about doing the work and and being the example of Christ, when you speak, you speak with so much more confidence. Because this is not something that I'm just regurgitating to you that I've heard someone say. But this is truly my life. And who can fight you on what you're experiencing? Who can fight you on what you're living? Like who? Like somebody can come for me and say, oh no, this, this, this. And it really wouldn't even bother me because I'm like, I'm living this. This is my life. Does that make sense? So you wouldn't even feel pressed about what people have to say because it's like, it's genuinely my life. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. And the way you live and the way you speak, it'll speak to the fact that this is literally their life. Like, they don't know nothing else but this, you know? And so examine yourself. People are watching you. And we think that, oh no, I'm not on social media, I'm not an influencer, da-da-da-da-da. Like, this doesn't apply to me. Says who? Says who? Do not get it twisted. I remember, I'm thinking back when I was a child. There are certain people that I have in mind. Certain acts that I witnessed. Certain conversations that I recall. These people were not no influencers. And the thing about it, the reality is we're all influencers. We're all influencing somebody. You're either influencing them positively or negatively, but you're influencing somebody. Unless you're literally living in a box and you never come out. Even then, somebody is curious as to who is in that box and you're still influencing them. (laughs) Like they know that there's a human in there and even that is influencing them. So we're always influencing people. It doesn't matter one person, two person, a hundred people, a thousand people, a million people. The fact that a soul is aware of your being, is aware of you being alive. You have now been in a position to influence. Now, what are you doing with that responsibility? Are you influencing them? Are you like Paul or was it Peter that says, Follow me as I follow Christ. I believe that was Paul. Are you that person that's like, listen, follow me as I follow Christ. 
The way I live my life is like every day I learn something new, I'm applying it to my life so I can be more like Jesus. So I can perceive things and understand things like he does. So that I may know all that is available to me in him. The more we learn about Jesus, the more we be Jesus, right? Because be, do, have. You have to literally put on the mind of Christ. You have to say, this is who you are. And I hear a lot of times like people will say, oh, I'm not Jesus, try Jesus, not me. And as an excuse, oh, I'm not Jesus. And I probably said it a few times myself, but honestly, I, that's just not the right approach. I'm learning that's not the right approach. That's not the right response. It should never be like, oh, well, I'm not Jesus. Because isn't Jesus in you? That goes to your choice. You could choose to be like Jesus in the situation. You can choose to, but you're saying, I'm not going to be like Jesus. And I'm going to let you know that I ain't Jesus. And I'm choosing not to be like Jesus in the situation. So you literally went from light so you just dim delight. You just denied Christ right then and there. That's what that was. See, people would say, oh, if somebody were to ask me, do I believe in Jesus? Like, I would never deny him because if I deny him, he's going to deny me to the Father. And I used to, I used to interpret it like that. But as I'm speaking right now, I'm thinking, man, what about those times when Jesus calls us to be like him? When he is giving us those urges and it's signaling to us to be a certain way, to be still, to be honest, to be truthful, to be loving, to forgive. And we don't do that. That's denying him. He's literally in you. He's telling you what to say. He's telling you what to do. He's telling you how to act. And yet you not doing it is you denying him. So when he says, if you deny me before man, I'm going to deny you before the Father. So we think it's a matter of, oh, proclaiming Jesus. So we like, Jesus, 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 Jesus. We got Jesus bumper stickers on the back of our car. But when the opportunity arises for us to be Jesus in front of man, instead we deny him in front of man. Instead of him getting the glory in that situation, we deny him the opportunity. Let's think about that examine yourself here's what i'm doing because i don't want to just come on here and not be practical with you all so earlier this year i mentioned the let's read the gospels podcast that i have been listening to at the beginning of the year i found it at the beginning of the year and honestly i testified to how that me adding that to my daily routine has been so beneficial and if you weren't listening in the beginning of the year, let me repeat, you know, my sentiment about it. So let's read the Gospels. It's just a daily podcast every day. Annie comes on and she reads about maybe like what, three chapters a day from the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And she reads all four Gospels in a month. So every day, y'all, even if you have your time, I, I have my time where I spend time with God and I read and I study the word of God every morning. But I use that podcast as a supplement. And the times, like, I just, like, got on a steady routine that works for me in this season where I get to, you know, study the word of God. But those times where it was gappy and those times where I was still trying to figure it out, 
I find that the podcast is a supplement, right? It's not a substitution to studying the word of God for yourself and reading the Bible, but it's a supplement, right? And so even those times where I couldn't, you know, get in my Bible that day, I made sure that I still supplemented that time with listening to the podcast. And when I get to be in my word and study the Bible and hear the gospels, it's again, a supplement. So it's just an add on, but I found it to be so useful. There's verses and there's ideas and there's Jesus sayings that I'm able to like literally regurgitate it feels like it it comes out naturally from me because it's in me because I've been consumed with the gospels I've been consumed with what Jesus has was said on the earth and so that is something practical that you can do examine yourself the more you hear Jesus the more you hear what he says the more you hear what he did the more you hear what he does the more you can be like him, right? Talking about be, do, have, and I don't know if I made this clear, but the being aspect is literally saying, who am I? You have to decide who you are. Who are you? Are you a child of God? When you say you're a child of God, this is who you are. And what you're being is a child of God. Do you understand? And who do we know to be a child of God that lived on this earth? Jesus. So who should we model after? Jesus, okay? Jesus knew the Father. Jesus is our example. So in our being, we're like, okay, we're a child of God. That's who we are, period. Now, what does a child of God do, okay? And that's where Jesus comes in. Let's read the Gospels. Definitely recommend it. Or any type of audio book or, you know, audio Bible. Just just have it on, like, have it on repeat, y'all. Like, I'm sure I've heard people say this to me at some point in my life, at some point in my journey years ago. But I didn't take heat to because maybe I didn't value it. I know I didn't value it because if I valued it, I would have done it. But at the time, I used to also think that, like, audiobooks and audio Bible was just not, like, a real thing. Like, I just didn't think that you were a true Christian if you were just listening to the Bible in audio form, if I'm being completely honest with you guys. I used to judge people who would listen to the Bible on the audio, okay? Because I'm like, why don't you just read the Bible? And so that was my own thing. I don't know who taught me that. I don't know where I got that from. Y'all, please forgive me. I don't even know. Like, I didn't take, like, if you told me you listen to audio books, I didn't take you seriously. I'm like, you're not a reader. You just listen to audio books. Like, that's not the same thing. That's not, like, real. Like, that's fake. Like, no. But, y'all, my life has changed with audio books, audio Bible, this podcast. Like, audio in general. My My life has changed, okay? I will definitely be an advocate for these tools i find them to be tools and they are helpful and they could aid your walk okay they use them use the resources that are available i used to be so adamant about oh no we don't need to read self-help books we don't need to read these books you just gotta read the bible and i would say this y'all and i wasn't even reading the bible okay I wasn't even reading the Bible and I used to be so against self-help books and audio books and audio Bibles and I was just so against it. 
and I didn't even read the Bible. I would hear things, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we can get that from the Bible. Like, why would you read that? Da, 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 da. Read other stuff. You don't need to read self-help books. Guys, please, Kingdom Citizens, like, read books. Read self-help books. Read finance books. Read management books. Read leadership books. Read all the books. Read it. Because what it does, it's your, you're, like, exercising your mind. You're expanding your mind. You're receiving words and... These words can be light depending on who it's coming from, but take advantage. And so I want you to do that for yourself. This, again, is examining yourself. There are certain things that you hear, right? You may hear them from a man of God, a pastor, a teacher, a prophet, or whoever the case may be. And something in you is wanting to reject it. And you're trying to find evidence for why you want to reject it. But I want to ask you I want you I want to implore you to examine yourself ask yourself why am I resisting this word why am I not in agreement is it because it is ungodly or is it because of a limited belief or a belief that I have and I must examine what is this belief because we have to understand that we have the conscious mind right the mind that we do things consciously, right? Like there's things that we do and, and it's in our conscious mind that things that we remember and things like that. But there, there's things that is almost like autopilot, which is our subconscious mind. And the way we move, the way we act, the, the way we speak, the way we, we do things. And the, like it's, it's all, all kind of on autopilot. Like you get up and you brush your teeth or you get up, whatever like the routines that you don't even think about, you drive, like... Some of us, we just drive. We don't even think about driving. We're just doing it because we're just so used to doing it. So now all of the operations of driving is in our subconscious mind, right? So these are things you don't even think about. Our beliefs are in our subconscious mind. We don't think about our beliefs. We don't, like, before we do something, be like, okay, what is my belief on this? No, you just act based off of your belief, right? It's just a subconscious thing. And so I need us to examine ourselves. I need us to dig deep. And to think about some of the things that you do. Try tomorrow. Try today even if you're listening to this early in the morning. Be aware of what do you, what do, you do today. Like, how, why did you respond in that way? You know, um, why did you think that just now, right? Like, and then be like, okay, because why do I feel a way? Or why, why did I just think this person said this when they're telling me she said this instead? Like, where, where is that coming from? What belief do I have? I've been doing this since last year, y'all. Like, I've literally been questioning myself. I would, I would, if I'm resisting something or if I feel like this can't be done, I'm like, why do I feel like it can't be done, though? What belief do I have? And a lot of it was coming from what I, maybe what I understood at the time that, you know, I was being taught about God or about the Bible and and so I took it and ran with it. I never really looked into it again. I just stored it as one of my beliefs, but never really looked into it. And not realizing that now this belief that I have, it's a limited belief. Because God is trying to stretch me, trying to grow me, but he can only add to what I allow. If I don't think that I can be responsible for a house, God ain't gonna give me a house because guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna destroy it because I don't think I'm responsible enough for it. Right? Like, you're going to ruin that thing. Like, I'm not giving somebody um, keys to my car 
when they've not only verbally stated it, but in their actions shown me that they cannot be responsible with no car. They are going to crash it. They, they believe they're going to crash it. And because they believe it, you are what you believe, right? So as a man thinks, so, so shall he be. That's what the, word of the, what the word of God says. So if you think you can't do that thing and you made yourself to believe that because of some belief that you have, you're not going to be the good fit for whatever I have to do. And so last year, God started me off in the year telling me that there is more. And in order for him to add more to my life, I needed to start looking at some of the subconscious beliefs, some of the beliefs that I have that are stored in my subconscious. I never thought about it again. These beliefs been here since I was like five, six, seven, eight, nine years old. Never looked at again. Never thought it was supposed to be examined. And now God has me bring it up to the forefront of my mind and saying, God, I think this way. I believe this. I, I realize because I have this belief. What do you say about that? And now we're able together, me and God, able to. he's able to give me the words and, and gives me, give me the scriptures and, and, and talk to me and saying, no, 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 that's that's not what that is. I look at it this way. That's the, And now I'm able, oh, okay, okay. Now I have a new belief. Now I have a new belief or that belief I have more understanding about or, you know, he added to it. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is what this means in this fuller context. And with that, he's able to add more. Some of us, God is not revealing his secrets to you because it will, you'll be too scared. You'll be too scared. And not to say like God is scary, but think about it, y'all. There are so many times in the Bible where, for example, when the angels will appear to Daniel or Daniel will get some vision or some dream about what God is saying and trying to do. And he was fearful. That was scary. He was getting some things that were literally had him like shaken up. But guess what? He was able to be responsible with that. He was able to handle it even though he was like afraid like he was like whoa and the angel would be like do not be do not fear do not be afraid right and so I remember a dream that I had um a few months ago so basically what God was was telling me from that what I've interpreted was that there will be times where God is trying to add more God is trying to give you more he's trying to tell you more he wants you to know more but we will literally psych ourselves out just not be able to handle it where we just because it goes against a certain belief that we have like we think that when we have a bad dream I heard this recently from a prophet but he was saying like you think that you're having a bad dream and you think this dream is from the devil and so you go ahead and rebuke it you rebuke the dream ah, nah, these devils are in my dream and God was giving you a warning he was warning you of something he was warning you what's happening in the spiritual realm he's warning you of what's happening when you don't realize when you're walking around with your eyes open and you're not asleep but we just say the devil sent this to us because why do you think that there's some belief that you have that when you see a bad dream it means automatic devil and maybe not that god is speaking to me because nobody ever told you that god is speaking to you in your dreams okay and so so God is just like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to get to something to them and they're not understanding it. And so it's like, I can only deal with you at the level that you're at. That's just the reality of it. That's how God is with us. He can deal with us at the level that we're at. That's why it says like, 
I, I was once a child, spoke like a child, but now I'm I'm gonna you know I'm a man, I'm an adult, right? I'm mature. So I need the bigger things, I need the meat. Before I used to get the milk, but a lot of us are still on milk. I can only meet you at the level that you're at. If you're still only on milk, I'm only gonna give you milk things. And a lot of us still have milk ideas and beliefs. The beliefs that we have are being fueled only by milk. It's not being fueled by meat. We won't allow ourselves to get meat. We've hindered ourselves. And so examine yourself. I'm telling you this because this is what I had to go through and what I'm still going through. Still going through. Pulling out these beliefs of mine. Figuring out what this means, God. Why do I believe this? Why do I believe that? Why, why is there resistance when it comes to finances and being rich? Because I've always been told that, that money's all, the root of all evil, right? And it's like, okay, so technically, even though I know that I need money, but I don't want a lot of money because then a lot of money, it means that I'm going to be, that that's evil and I don't want to be evil. So, so then you just, you're just at war with yourself. And I've heard people say this. I've heard people literally tell me, I don't want to be rich. Like, I don't want to have money. I don't want to have a lot of money. And I'm like, why? Oh, no, because, like, you know, the Bible says, you know, rich people, it's hard for them to get into heaven and all this stuff. I'm like, what? Like, so you literally fear having a lot of money. Like, I need you to understand that um, so as a man thinks, so shall he be. So if you fear money, for money going to fear you. Like, money is going to fear you. Okay. I'm thinking about the man with the talents who literally went and digged. He went, he went and buried the money that the master gave him, the talents that the master gave him, because he feared that the master was a cruel man. And so he was like, oh, no, you're not going to get me. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and bury it. And when you come back, I'm going give to you, give it to you right back. That is the belief that we have. And what did the master say about this, this servant? He said, you wicked servant. Wicked. Wicked. Okay? Don't be out here being wicked. You better ask God. You better take this belief of yours if that's you that think that, you know, it's hard for rich people to get to heaven or, you know, you can't have money because you think it's going to be hard for you to get to heaven or whatever the case may be. If you feel that, hey, Maybe, you know, maybe it's not for you. But if you feel like, no, but I feel like I'm supposed to have money. I feel like I'm supposed to be a kingdom financier. But you won't be able to be that if you're conflicted. It said a man, a, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. One thing God ain't going to do is mess around with his plan and his business. <laughs> Playing with you if you're unstable and double-minded. Like, which one are you? You here, you out, you in or out, which which one? And thinking about lukewarm, I've been thinking about lukewarm this week. And I'm like, man, God, like we always talk about lukewarm people when it's like, oh, you just out here doing worldly stuff, you're lukewarm. But man, God, what about when you tell us to forgive and we say, no, nah, I'm not doing that. You're being lukewarm. That's lukewarm, right? Like, it's not just a matter of, oh, I'm going to the club. Oh, you lukewarm Christian. Like, not following and obeying his simple commands. Not literally 
following the the, the way the Jesus literally wrote the scriptures like not like how he what he said what he did what he told us to do how he is every time you go against that you're literally siding with something else and somebody else and guess what that is the kingdom of darkness so when you say I'm not forgiving that person who are you siding with the kingdom of darkness or you're in between or however the way you feel but you're lukewarm that's lukewarm either you're in or you're out Either you believe him or you don't. Either you love him or you don't. <laughs> you know, and so not to, you know, comfort anybody, but just to get us thinking. Because I myself was thinking about it this week, like, man, God, we really just think that because I'm not doing certain things, certain things that seem off or certain things that seem ungodly, then I'm okay. But anytime I have a belief that's limiting me, from truly having everything that is available to me in Christ Jesus, I'm being lukewarm. Because either I believe you or I don't. And why do I think I know more than you or better than you? Because stuff has to make sense. If you called us blessed, with being blessed means that we can see increase in our lives, in our finances, in our relationships, in whatever areas of your life. And we say that and we know that, but then on the other hand, we say, oh, no, 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 I I can't, I can't, I I can't, I can't get this promotion. I can't, I don't want to get more money. I don't want to, too much, it's too much. So are you blessed and understand that there's going to come with increase or are you not blessed because you want to live in deficit? And we don't say it out loud, but it's our belief. It's our belief. So again, examine yourself. Kingdom citizens, please examine yourself. Examine it. Dedicate yourself. Devote yourself to that. Look to see what are you teaching people. And a lot of times we we will know. Like people will start to mimic certain things that you do, certain things that you say. One thing about me that I've realized, and it's just funny, but I always say screaming. And my screaming is like, my response to something that I find like funny or odd or whatever and I just say screaming and I will literally hear people that have been in my vicinity and have been in my presence literally mimic my saying and would say screaming so I'm like they're they literally learned screaming from me like they learned to say that in certain situations because they learned that from me so think about what are people learning from you are they learning to be quiet? Are they learning to be patient? Are they learning to be kind? Are they learning to be gentle? Are they learning good money habits? Because let's talk about that. Are they learning good eating habits? Are they learning to take care of their temple, their bodies when they're with you? Are they learning to take care of God's people when they're with you? Are they learning to to lead and not follow when they're with you? Are they learning to be the head and not the tail? What are they learning? What are they learning? Examine yourself. Tell yourself first that this is who you are because until that happens, you're going to find it such a fight to do those things that these people are. Like, if you're, say, you're a leader, like, 
You're going to find it so hard to do things leaders will do if you have not first identified as a leader. So first start with the identification. And if you're having trouble identifying as a leader and you're listening to this and you're a kingdom citizen, then that means there is some belief in your subconscious that you have that is making you believe that you are not qualified or you are not made to be a leader. And you need to take that belief and you need to go to God and say, God, I believe this. My mind is telling me this. My, my belief is that I am not a leader. But you said I'm a leader. So help me. There's war right now. Okay? So that's what you need to do. And that goes for any other thing that I've mentioned. If you don't see, think you're a peaceful person and you're like, Samantha, it's hard for me to be peaceful. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I, sometimes I can do it, sometimes I can't. But what do you mean sometimes you can do it and sometimes you can't? It's either you're a peaceful person or you're not. Period. Now, I'm not saying there's, there's not going to be some days where you fall. Sure. But first, you must say, I'm a peaceful person. Period. You must identify as such. So examine yourself. What are you not identifying as? And why can't you identify as this thing that is godly? That is Christ-like. Why? Start examining yourself. Start digging deep. Question the question. This is something that I've learned in school. They give us some questions, and when, before we read the fact pattern, they'll, give, they'll say to start, read the question first. Read the call of the question, and then question the question. Why are they questioning me this? So you start questioning the question. Question yourself. When you have a question about something, question the question. Why am I questioning this? Okay? Because I've been doing that. And I've been finding it to help. So I'm just sharing some tidbits, some, some little, you know, little things with y'all to see that it helps. I read something today, and I will pray this over you all which is that the Lord would literally deepen your understanding of him. He would deepen your understanding. And that with that, you will know all that you have in Christ Jesus. That he would trust you with deep wisdom. That he would trust you with deep revelations and mysteries. I pray this over your life. That you will begin to examine yourself. That those limited beliefs, that you will take that and you will give it to God. And he will give you the right beliefs to have so that he can increase the knowledge of himself in you. Give you understanding that will not only help your life and deliver you from a lot of things. But also deliver those who are around you. If you say you love people, you have to do these things. You have to. And we can't get what we don't have. If I don't love myself, I'm not really, I, I can say I love you, but do I really? You know, I'm only going to love you to the extent that I love myself. We are one. We are one. We got to be reminded that we are one. We're not just like out here just doing stuff by ourselves and nobody's paying attention. Nobody cares. We are one. What you do affects people. Again, you are an influencer. Are you influencing them positively? Or are you influencing them negatively? It is your choice. It is your choice. And at the end, you will be judged. So choose wisely. All right. Well, that was all that I had to share today. I hope that it was a blessing to you. I hope that it becomes light 
to your life y'all know i love you but jesus loves you so 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 much be blessed be blessed be blessed I love